I want the fairy tale. I want the Prince Charming. She... <laughs> How do I put this? Isn't a fan of my kissing style. So we were boyfriend and girlfriend for about 12 hours. He's in a trash bin. He's non-recyclable. Catch you never. I love being in love. I love love. Where's Your Head At is a podcast that talks all things relationships, breakups, reality TV, trending shows, and everything in between. This is your new go-to destination for laughs, gossip, intimate details, advice, and much more. Matt, I think congratulations are in order. You just celebrated your six-month anniversary. I did indeed. Uh, Jen and I were actually very surprised. We looked at the date and we're like, hang on, this is our six months. And uh, God, time goes fast when you're having fun, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what's really crazy is Matt and I... Our anniversaries with Jen and Michael are two months apart. To the day. To the day, yeah. Yeah, who would have thought? We, I was thinking about it the other day and I was thinking about those two months of when you were in a seeing Michael stage. Situationship. Situationship, <laughs> the correct term, yes. Yeah. How wild that time was for me and then mm. you must have started dating Michael around the time I met Jen and we... Uh, Yeah, wow, to think here we are now, so happy, two happy relationships. You know what? You were getting very upset when things were ending with different situationships that you were going through during that time. Some wild times. Yeah, and I think think you got to the point where you were like, I think the timing is right for me. I want a girlfriend. I want to settle down. That's what I want. And then I happened to go on a very magical date. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And the rest was history. The rest is history. We've had so many messages from you guys talking about the fact that you guys are going through breakups and you guys want our advice. We've also noticed that a lot of our friends seem to be going through breakups at the moment. I don't know if it's that time of year. Something's in the air, Anna. Something's in the air. I'm worried. Hopefully we don't catch it. Look, breakups are never easy. So we decided that we want to do a throwback for you guys. We have so much good advice, so many great, useful tips and tools to deal with a breakup, whether that be a situationship, a relationship or anything in between. This is the episode to really help you guys move on from that breakup. Whether it's you going through this, a friend, give it a listen and enjoy guys. We are also touch on our very public relationships that we had and how they break up and how we handled them. So make sure you take a listen to this one. Let's dive into this breakup episode. It doesn't matter if it's your first or sixth breakup, they never get any easier. Yeah, 100%. I reckon that a piece of your heart literally dies every time you go through a breakup. Um, But in saying that, they are amazing for self-development. I think we all learn such valuable lessons about ourselves. We find out things that we want in a partner, things that we don't want in a partner. Um, So yeah, they're amazing for our growth. But Matt, tell me what's the hardest breakup other than your most recent breakup? What's the hardest breakup that you've gone through? Uh, Definitely would have to be my ex of two years. We uh, started dating when I was 22 uh, and I, when I started to date her, when I asked her to be my girlfriend, I was really going through a rough patch in my life. And I was like, all right, I've got to make some changes with what I'm doing. So I remember I got a girlfriend, I started wrestling and I started like a bowling team, believe it or not, all in like, <laughs> all in like the space of like a week. I was just like, all right, I'm going to change my life now and get out of this rut. 
And um, she was just really good to me, like her energy, the way she was. And like I literally saw like my end game with her like the wow. rest of my life. Yeah. So then when she broke up with me, I, I took it really bad and I took it as a shock because obviously we had our problems. No relationship is perfect and I'm not going to sit here and say that. But I thought it was nothing we couldn't work on. Yeah, okay. So I, I said like let's work on it and then she just came back with like no, she didn't, she didn't want to work on it. So you thought she was the one and maybe she didn't see you as her end game so yeah and that was pretty brutal for me to that's take heartbreaking yeah i um i didn't take it too well and i remember we so we broke up at mine and then a couple of like a week later she said all right let's like catch up and see where you're at let's see where where our heads are at <laughs> <laughs> and then we caught up at this uh the local thai restaurant and i remember sitting opposite her and i was just like trying everything i could to get her back and Aww. then <laughs> unsuccessfully. Yeah, unsuccessfully. <laughs> I remember even like the waiter came up and was asking for our order and I couldn't even look at him. I was just sitting there crying. Weeping. Weeping at the table. <laughs> People on different tables were like getting uncomfortable because I was just sitting there just weeping. That's awful. But yeah, like you said, you need to go through that to like grow as a human and I learned a lot about myself going through that. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you do. So what about you, Anna? What's the hardest breakup that you've been through other than your most recent I mean, I would definitely say my relationship that went for six years, um, I was with him throughout my whole 20s and I got to 26 and I realised that I needed to be by myself and to spread my wings and see who I was outside of that relationship because I had literally grown up with him. And that's the hardest thing about going through a breakup is you're not only losing your partner, but you're also losing your best friend. So it's such a loss. And we also live together. So it was the biggest life adjustment and change. So I think that was really difficult. And I knew that I had really hurt him in breaking up. I still feel guilty about it even to this day. So yeah, I think that was probably like one of, if not the hardest breakup. To, um, Six years or so on through your 20s, you're like growing with them. You're learning life with them. So yeah. That's, that's even like more hectic when you break up. Yeah. Well, we were together. We met when I was 19 and we were together until I was 26. So that's, you know. Going through a lot of life lessons with him. I think as well, like I felt like if I didn't ha- take time to also be single, if I ended up getting engaged to him or married to him, I might regret that, that I never had those young single years of my life and kind of put that to bed. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a big reason why a lot of people break up because they're not ready to fully commit to someone because they don't feel like they've explored and um, seen what's out there. <laughs> I think you need to realise that the grass isn't greener. And yeah. I think if I went into a relationship today, I could comfortably go into it. I know that the grass isn't greener. And I think you learn that through experiences. And it wouldn't have been fair to stay with him if you did have those doubts in your mind and those thoughts. A hundred percent. Like it would have constantly plagued my mind. And so that's how I know it was the right decision. Mm -hmm. So what are the different stages of a breakup, Anna? There's like the... So there's denial. Denial. We've all been there. (laughs) Is that the first stage? That's the first stage. Then there's the anger, the bargaining, the depression, the worst part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And finally, the best part of a breakup, the acceptance, when you're just at a point where you're like, I've accepted it, you know, I'm not going to try and beg for them back. <laughs> <laughs> what, what part do you think that you were at with your ex at the Thai restaurant? 
I was definitely at the bargaining stage. <laughs> I was throwing off offers like, I'll be like this if you take me back. I'll do this. I can change. I'll be like this. But no. <laughs> I'll, I'll totally change my whole personality. Yeah. Just take me back. I'll be a different guy. <laughs> but then again, she probably didn't want a different guy. She just, yeah. So the bargaining definitely didn't work that time. So mm. I was just back to the, what's the next stage? Ba- depression. Yeah. Off to depression. <laughs> yeah, off to depression. <laughs> <laughs> So your ex was obviously breaking up with you, um, but research has actually found that women go through more emotions and physical pain after a breakup compared to men and men deal with the pain later or they move on and never fully heal from a breakup. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I don't feel like I've ever completely healed from any of the breakups I've gone through. I obviously have found closure in them and I'm not like dwelling on them or like obsessed with them anymore. But I feel like there's a part of me that hasn't completely healed from each breakup I've been with. Wow. So pieces of your heart are still mildly broken (laughs) from all of your breakups. Yeah. I I mean, when I get in love with someone, I like, I love them and I'm like committed to them and I'm like, give them everything and I'm invested in them. So for me, it's hard for me to completely heal once my heart's broken. Honestly, I think this stems from when I was younger, seeing my parents break up. Okay. And I think I never saw my mum fully get over my dad. And at such an impressionable age, around like 12, 13, yeah. I think that left more of an impression on me than I originally thought. Yeah. And I, I guess that I, I'm like my mum in that way that like it takes me a while to move on. Obviously, I, I eventually move on and I find closure, but a bit of me still... Yeah, still hurts. And you're so close to your mum. It would have been so hard seeing her go through heartbreak when you're so young. Yeah, yeah. Well, she did a good job at hiding it, but obviously you could tell it was there. You can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys. So now to the part of the show that everyone's been waiting for. Drum roll, please. Get excited. Yeah, get excited for this one. (laughs) (laughs) You tell me about how your dating life has been since since Love Island coming off the show. Well, obviously, I've never spoken about my breakup with Josh. Yeah, so this or my relationship really. So this is the first time you're publicly going to speak about your relationship and your breakup with Josh. I mean, yeah, does, I think so. Does that give you a little bit of anxiety? It does. So I get really bad anxiety, and that always calls it anxiety because you know, anxiety. So it's giving me a bit of anxiety. So you'll hear me mention that. Yeah, it is the first time I'm going to speak about it. I think with my relationship with Josh, as you know, when we first met, it was like sparks and fireworks and we were obsessed with each other and we were for months after the show. When you meet someone in a bubble scenario where there's no outside distractions, we literally had our phones taken off us so we were giving each other 24 seven attention. Josh and I went from a lockdown scenario in Love Island, which it technically was lockdown. Like we couldn't contact our friends and family. We had no phones. There was no outside distractions, only people that they brought in. We were very much in a lockdown situation to probably like two and a half months of freedom, but it wasn't really freedom because our lives were so strange at that time because we'd just come off the show, like winning it together. It was wild. And then went into another lockdown situation. So our whole relationship of a year was the majority of the time spent in lockdown. And I guess it did have harsh. Do you think if you guys were normal in a normal, like if there wasn't a lockdown, you guys would have been any different? What? No, I don't think that Josh and I 
were meant to be together. Say Josh was working, you were working, you don't think it would have been any different? Like, I don't think so. And I think Josh would agree with me as well. Yeah. I think our personalities just clash. Um, so our relationship was very, the highs were really high and we yeah. were obsessive over each other to an unhealthy level. But then the lows were extremely low. Yeah. So you could call call it toxic. <laughs> it was toxic. Yeah. And, I mean, we've both said it. So it was a toxic relationship. Um, it didn't mean we didn't have really great times. And it's hard with social media because when we were obsessed with each other and having those great times, we'd post about it. But when we were arguing till like, 2 in the morning, screaming at each other, <laughs> like, we weren't posting about it because yeah. what am I supposed to do? Hey, guys. What well, Did you feel a lot of pressure from the outside world, obviously winning and everyone was invested in your relationship. Did that bring a certain amount of pressure to it as well? Yeah. Like we obviously were from different states. So I am Melbourne based and Josh is Sydney based. Um, and we really wanted to live together and to give it a go. Um, I think there was cracks that started to form before we moved in with one another. Um, we thought that the solution would be to be living in the same state and not to be doing like a long distance relationship. Yeah. But I guess when we moved in with one another, we realized that those cracks were fund like they fundamentally our personalities just didn't align. Yeah. And that's nothing bad on Josh and nothing bad on me. It's just we weren't what parts do you right think? for one another. What parts do you think didn't? <sighs> it's it's hard to say. We just see things differently and have different views. So your core values weren't the same. Correct. Yeah. And that's something that you can't change. Do you think you're at different parts of your life? Totally. Like I've always dated guys older, like much older. Mm. And Josh is a year younger than me. I've never dated (laughs) even anyone my own age. And I think that was an adjustment. Guys are way more immature as well than girls generally at this age, right? It's really, I'm really generalizing, but yeah. I think as a whole, girls normally date I up and guys was, date down. I think I, my ex was nine years, 10 years older than me, and I felt like I was more emotionally mature sometimes in certain situations. <laughs> in your own brain. <laughs> <laughs> no, but own. I think you are an exception. Like, not a lot of guys at 25 would date someone nine years older, right? That's yeah. an exception to the rule. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, I think for me, like we, yeah, there was just fundamental things that didn't really align and it caused a lot of conflict between us. And things like, uh, like my jealousy, just we've spoken about how we're both quite jealous. And sometimes I felt like. What would you get jealous about? It's just really hard. Like, obviously I was in a six and a half year relationship and had none of these issues. But when you come off of a show and you've just like fallen head over heels in love with this guy and you get your phones back and then they get hundreds and hundreds of girls messaging them. And you know what it's like. You've had the DMs. (laughs) I definitely do. Um, You don't sleep well at night when stuff like that is going on. So you didn't trust Josh, or you just didn't feel comfortable with these messages? Oh, it's getting <laughs> I think it was a bit of both. I think maybe I could have had more reassurance in the relationship. Um, but, yeah, again, like that's like fundamentally Look, I, yeah, it didn't I was, work because of things like that. I was obviously there through your whole relationship, you and Josh. I'm really good friends with both of you. And um, I feel like that, like there was nothing to worry about there. Like that's just like it was happening to me as well at the same time. You just 
Like they come, they go, those messages, you know what I mean? Like, I know. I mean, look, I think it was the bigger picture of like it was a fresh relationship. There was the pressure of the show. We were the last standing couple. Um, I think and there's like we said, didn't really set up boundaries because everything just happened so fast and we were like flying in and out of interstate. Like you said as well, the um, pressure for coming from the show and um, keeping that like – look up on your Instagram, like the look of you guys, like being the couple and yeah. like that's what everybody wanted to see, cute photos of you guys together. Yeah. And I remember like a lot of my friends, a lot of people would say, how cute are Anna and Josh? Like they're like on Instagram, they're so cute. Yeah. And I'd sit there and think, fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. We had our issues. They had their issues. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone does, but I think ours just got really intense at the end of the relationship. And when we did break up, it was definitely – the right time, like it needed to happen. I was but there that night. I think um, before we decided to end the relationship, we did go to couples counselling for the last like few months because we felt so much pressure yeah. to stay together because we didn't want to let everyone down. And I think that was really hard. Like I felt like although I was really sad about the relationship ending, I also felt like I was letting everyone down who believed in Josh and I as a couple and everyone who spent hours watching the show. And then hours later getting invested in you guys, like your stories, yeah, your photos. Yeah, and I think that was way more pressure than I could have ever imagined. And I wanted to do everything I could to make it work and Honestly, we tried. Yeah. 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 So it was me and my ex, you and Josh for his birthday, having a couple of drinks. And yep. yeah. We got pretty drunk. Got pretty drunk. And yeah, I can't We even, started arguing. Yeah. And it just really snowballed into something that. And from that fight, we didn't recover. Yeah. That was a while ago now. <laughs> that was a while ago. I think it was, I think we've been broken up now for eight months. Jeez. So almost yeah. nine. How'd you go with the breakup though? Obviously you're coming off this high pressure relationship. Yeah. Every like intense relationship. How'd you go with the breakup? So the breakup for me was the hardest breakup that I've ever had to deal with in my life. Um, yeah. It was really hard. Um, what made it difficult? So obviously people move on from relationships differently and everyone handles them differently. Some people yeah. choose to hook up with someone straight away. Others choose not to. Um, and I think the day after we broke up or two, maybe two days after we broke up, Josh went out and hooked up with someone and then my <laughs> – what's your face? Oh, we went out that night. But I left early. I was yeah, getting – Yeah, you were there. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I was, so Matt was there with him. <laughs> I was getting messages from my ex to come home. Okay, yeah. And left him out. Yes, but um, – I yeah. remember that night now. It's all yeah. coming back to me. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh hooked up with someone relatively quickly a couple of days after we broke up. Um. And obviously in a normal breakup, I wouldn't know about that and it wouldn't hurt me. But because people knew like it was a very public relationship, my DMs were flooded with people telling so me were, that. you were getting messages. Yeah. What were your messages saying? Josh is. Josh is with a girl. I just saw Josh at a bar with this girl. What's happening? Josh is cheating on you. So you guys hadn't gone public yet? We hadn't told people we weren't okay. together. So my DMs were flooded with people telling me and updating me I, on what Josh was doing and it was really hard for me to deal with. I have mixed opinions about that. Yeah. Obviously I get they maybe they think they're doing the right thing, but 
Maybe, but out because obviously they don't know. Like it's just going to make it harder for you. Well, obviously, like, I get that you're a public in the public eye, you're a public relationship, but they don't know what's going on. You guys could be having like a break, and it's like you do what you want to do, I do what I want to do. You know what I mean? And it's just going to make things worse for you guys. Like, I don't know. I at the time was appreciative of it, but now in hindsight, it really did hurt me, and it was really hard. To- to cope with, I would say. Oh, yeah, I'd assume so. That's bad. I would never want to get messages like that about an ex. It's not good, especially two days after. So, yeah, yeah, so then Josh ended up with a girl from The Bachelor, the recent season that me and him watched together. And (laughs) whilst we were watching it, he said, she's hot. Oh, no. And then he ended up hooking up with her and there was Daily Mail articles on that. That was month one. Month two, we watched Bachelor in Paradise together. He didn't say she was hot at the time, but then he hooked up with her. Um, And then on month three, I found out he was going on the block, which is great and I'm so happy for him, but it was just... It was like thing after thing, like every month I was like waiting for something bad to happen. So I took it really hard. Yeah. But now I'm good and I've moved on and I'm happy. Yeah. So obviously your breakup was difficult with Josh. You found that hard? Yeah, it was really hard. And obviously all breakups are really difficult. That was just the hardest one that I've personally been through. But I feel like I gained so much knowledge and I had so many tools that really helped me to get over the breakup. And obviously we're going to share these soon in this episode, (laughs) but like, let's talk about your breakup with Kira. How did that go for you? Yeah. I mean, it was at the start, it was almost like we hadn't broken up because I come in with the theory of like, you can remain friends after a breakup and you can hang out, you continue to sleep together, you can continue to hang out. Um, But she, I don't think she'd done anything like that before where obviously I had with my ex, Mm. I'd done that. And then I would just say to her, like, we can just do this with no pressure on it, no nothing. And then we're just two ships that sail out into the (laughs) night. Eventually you just stop. (laughs) Is that you being toxic, Matt? I'm hearing a bit of toxic Matt vibes. Looking back, it probably was. But I don't think either of us were ready to completely say goodbye to the relationship and didn't want to let it go because obviously there was a there was a like a connection there and there was something there and it was like you said we were good you were really good and when we were running low we were running really low so and I think that I wasn't ready to say goodbye to it and we kept hanging out but in hindsight it wasn't what our relationship we shouldn't have done that we should yeah. have had a clean, clean snap because to her it was either we were there was no grey, it was black or white, like we're not together or if we hang out, we're together. But that's how I see it. I think that's how a lot of people see it yeah. and I don't. There, there could, There is a grey area for me where we can remain friends. We can right. remain, we're now on talking terms, try not to, but we are on talking terms. We're, right. we're friends now. It obviously got to a point where it had to be cut off yeah. and that was eventually done. Okay. So we're on talking terms now. And and I found it very difficult. I our breakup, like I, I struggle, like if I invest in someone and I give them my thing, like I invest, like I'm balls to the wall. Like you you know what I mean? Like I I give you everything. You so, give everything. Yeah, yeah, I give everything. So it is hard for me. And that's a good quality to have. Like it's good to be able to go like I'm very all or nothing as well. Yeah. Like if I like you a little bit, I'm not invested and I like won't really do it but yeah. when I'm in I'm all in and we both have that quality yeah yeah and I, I so I was in and it and 
obviously it's something I've got, I think I've got to work on and I've got to learn is that when it is done, pull myself out quicker yeah. than trying to hang around and trying to see what I can do and try to see if we can make it work in another way. Yeah. So when I break up with someone, I'm cut contact, you know. Cut the head off the snake and you're done. Yeah. Well, I think it's easier that way. Whereas you like to remain friends, you like to kind yeah. of. Just fizzle it out, just burn out. You say fizzle it out, I say drag it on. And that's why we're seeing things a little bit differently. A, a good thing, <laughs> yeah, a good thing is like you rip the Band-Aid off. Correct. I sort of peel it off slowly. Yeah, and I think that can cause a lot more heartache because they're it's, still in your life and then all of the great qualities that you loved about them are still right there and how can you possibly like move your energy onto someone else if you're still seeing all of those great qualities. Like if you were with someone officially, that's a pretty big deal. Like yeah. you don't you don't just have all of these re- relationships with people. For someone to be a boyfriend or a girlfriend, yeah, they were pretty special to you, right? Yeah, yeah, and you're you're emotionally invested in them, correct? And so it's hard to just yeah to. Well, I had a relationship in the past that worked when we did that. We broke up and remained friends. And I thought that was going to work this time and it obviously didn't. We're friends now, but there was a bit there where miscommunication, um, expectations weren't the same of the situation and, yeah, but we're all good now. Okay. Let's get into our breakup advice for everyone then since we just spoke about how traumatic breakups. (laughs) Because because I feel like we did. We learnt – um, really good techniques on how to move on. Yeah, I feel totally healed from my breakup. Um, I feel completely healed as well. I feel do. moved on. So I think that like we wrote down our best advice that our we, top ten, our top ten best <laughs> advice that we felt that helped us get over our exes. Yeah. So we want to share that with you guys. Okay, let's do this. Okay, so the first one is I think writing down all of the negatives because when you break up with someone, you somehow, I don't know why our brain wants to fuck us over like this, but somehow (laughs) our brain's like, but what about all of the good things? And you somehow all of the bad things seem to fizzle out and you actually genuinely forget why you shouldn't be together. So what you remember I, only the good things, only the good times, the good memories. Yeah, yeah and you're like, could could we still make it work? <laughs> and you hang out with them once, and you're like, that's why it doesn't work. <laughs> that's, Pretty much. That's why it didn't work. Yeah. So when I broke up with Josh, I wrote myself a letter. So I said, dear Anna, um, I just want you to know the reasons why you should not be with Josh and I listed all of the reasons why we weren't compatible or right for one another. And it was good. And any time I missed him or was really sad, I read the letter that I wrote to myself. And I feel like if you write a letter to yourself, how much more powerful can it be? It's not like you're reading a letter from a friend or a family member. You've literally, you want yourself to hear this. What's advice number two? Okay. So no contact and unfollow on socials. Obviously, I didn't do the no contact. Yeah. Now, I suggest no contact. I think that works a lot better than my original thought. Unfollow on the socials, I did that from the start. The moment we broke up, I blocked blocked it. I didn't want her seeing what I was doing. I didn't want to see what she was doing. I just, you know what I mean? Because we obviously aren't together. I didn't want to see her going out. And it's unhealthy, right? Yeah, it is unhealthy. 
And sometimes when you've been in a relationship with someone, I might be talking, I might be throwing myself under the bus here, but you become almost obsessive over what they're doing. Like, what are they doing? Are they seeing a guy or a girl? Who are they following? Who are are the new people they're following? following, Number three. Stay busy and make new memories. Yeah. So be a yes person. Say yes. If someone's like, hey, do you want to come to the pub tonight? Just be like, yeah, why not? When you would normally say no because you were at home cuddling your partner, now it's time to be a yes person, right? There's no point sitting there like doing nothing. Just No. Yeah. So like dive into work, dive into new things, like get make yourself busy, seeing your friends, seeing family. 100%. Yeah. I think that. When I break up with someone, I give myself a week, two if I'm really struggling. How long did you give yourself with Josh? I think two. (laughs) (laughs) But like definitely a week to really just sit at home, eat chocolate, watch movies, cry, be surrounded by your friends, mope around. And then when you've set that date to just like start being normal again, you pick yourself up, you get dressed and you like put on your tightest little number and get put out on your tightest little number <laughs> and get out there and you're like because people see breakups as really like sad and negative but actually if you turn around your turn that mindset around they can be great like your life has so many opportunities now you have opportunities to do things that maybe you couldn't have done so well, one door closes another one opens number four so this is pretty much on that find the lesson in the breakup and work on yourself yeah so so every breakup that we go through there's a lesson that we have to learn right yes what was your lesson? With my most recent one was yeah you can't change someone Okay. They're 35 years of that makes them who they are. You can't come along and try and change them. You just have they, to accept people for who they are, for who they not are. what you and want them to be. And they can't change you. Like okay. you have to stay true to yourself. So yep. and, and when that happens and you're trying to change someone, you yeah, yeah, it's not healthy. Yeah. It becomes unhealthy and then you focus on that thing that you think that they could do differently. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly think that that's my lesson too. (laughs) I'm not trying to copy you, but that's genuinely how I feel. Like you can't change someone. If someone's set in their ways or they're going to do things on their own terms and not specifically how you'd like it or want it, like – that's yeah. it is what it is and i think you find a lot of peace when you realize that you can't change them and yeah. you realize that that's who they are so and maybe you're just not right together and maybe that maybe could right. just be and the do you it's well it comes down to line. can you live with that or can you not get under to get over what do you think of this one? Oh, what do you think <laughs> you handballing it to yeah me? i I, mean, I think it can work. Okay. I obviously think that sometimes this sounds shit, but sometimes you're maybe just filling a hole and you could be toying with someone else's emotions. You've But if it's casual and you make that clear, then get under to get over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it could sometimes work. I haven't had it work yet for me. Really? No. Okay. Have you had it work? I mean, I think so, yeah. So after I broke up, just with- to clarify, get under means have sex with someone. To get over <laughs> did, <laughs> just, did we need to clarify? Just so we're clarifying. Did that we need to clarify? <laughs> okay, look, I would say yes, it did work for me. So I was so immersed in my relationship with Josh and with ex boyfriends as well before, um, and I think 
a couple of weeks after, which was kind of soon, but I think because Josh had like a couple of days after our breakup got under or <laughs> got on top or whatever. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, oh, Josh. I, think a, I think a couple of weeks after we broke up, yeah. I got under with like a someone who I had previously been seeing. And he knew it was just casual or it was just to get over someone. And I think it reminded me that there is a world full of men out there and Josh is not the only guy on the planet. And I really needed to be reminded of that in that moment in like my breakup or the starting like really hard parts of the breakup. And I was like after hooking up with him, I was like actually – I'm going to be fine. Like this is this is okay. There's so many great guys out there and I'm about to go meet them. <laughs> get under to get over. No, 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 no. Let's <laughs> don't play me like that. <laughs> I never found it to work. Okay. I haven't, no. Maybe it, it's different, different people. I, I think it's just filling a void that's... I think it was just a good reminder. I would rather have someone lay in bed with me and watch a movie and like... You're very needy. Yeah, you like have cuddles. Those, yeah, have those sort of moments make <laughs> yeah. me feel like I'm getting over someone, that there is that out there. Because okay. obviously, how do I word this? <laughs> that comes easy, that side of things. So you're saying sex comes easy, but... Like emotion and connection doesn't. Doesn't, yeah. So that's what you crave. Yes. Okay. That's a way of putting it, yeah. So I crave that and I want Does that mean you would go back to exes because you used to have that with them? Yes, I mostly come back for that. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Because that's what I I feel, yeah, more more feels and makes me feel better. You feel more fulfilled. Yeah, more fulfilled with that than just a casual hookup. Okay. I mean, probably since mine's was like not an ex, but someone I had been seeing before Josh. Yeah. Maybe it was fulfilling that in some way. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on. So number six is make an empowering playlist, which is literally one of my favorite things to do. And after we wrote this list, I actually found myself in a situation where I was feeling a bit down okay. about the current situation I was in with the breakup yeah and I was on a drive and I put on one of my favorite songs and I started singing it as loud as I could because I remember you were saying that when you sing out loud it stimulates some nerve or something yeah so when you sing loudly it stimulates your vagus nerve which actually helps reduce anxiety so it's one of those amazing things and tools that you can use when you're stressed and obviously singing and music can take you to a really happy place, a sad place, or anything in between. Mm-hmm. Um, so music's great for that. But then when it stimulates the vagus nerve, you're actually helping reduce your stress. So, so what, it's what's a your, win-win. What's your favourite song to belt out? I mean, Best Thing I Never Had by Beyonce is like a serious breakup healing song. And then there's also another one, it's... Bright Blue Skies by Mitch James. Should you put your Spotify list? Maybe we should. <laughs> we should write I a d- breakup Spotify list for everyone at home. I already have one. <laughs> I, I head straight to it. <laughs> even when some, even sometimes when a situationship ends, I'll just pop it on and I'll be like, actually, I feel heaps better. Okay, number seven. Um, I do this one. Uh, if your heart muscle is hurting, 
put your other muscles in pain. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. So that means going to gym, going to training, getting going for fit, a run, getting fit. Helping your mental health with. Well, it releases endorphins. Correct. And it's like works doubly because you're making yourself look fit. You're making yourself look better. So when you hit the. Single ready to yeah, mingle. So when you hit the clubs, <laughs> you're looking on point. You're looking on point. And yeah. everyone's going to. Well, if your heart muscle's in pain, you should, you know what I mean? Let's let's be in pain everywhere. Let's put all our muscles through the ringer. Yeah. <laughs> Number eight, book a holiday. So obviously this one would be handy if we weren't in the climate. Coronavirus. We were yeah, the climate we were in. Yeah. But that doesn't mean to go on a plane. You could drive somewhere. Yep. You could obviously, you could think of something else as a holiday. Like I went to Torquay with my friends and it was the best Thing that I had done. Look, so that doesn't work now. It could be getting out, just doing stuff that you wouldn't normally do, going yeah. on a drive to Torquay, going yeah. on a day trip, and then it comes back to making new memories. And just a change of scenery, I feel, yeah. just elevates your mood. So, yeah, it, like you said, even if you can't, like, fly anywhere, just to change the scenery, go somewhere new. It could even be, like, a new restaurant, but somewhere an hour outside of where you're living. Yeah. It honestly makes a difference just to change your scenery, yeah. to be away from people who you normally see. Obviously don't go places that you went with the, your ex-partner. No, that's no. That's <laughs> a strong no crying. from us. Okay, number nine. I think this one's good. I think this one's good. Therapy. So if you don't have mates, family, which I rely heavily on. Even if you do. Even if you do. Yeah. Because yeah, they might get sick and tired of hearing. <laughs> I know I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know my mum does. Oh, they, they no, I don't. I feel bad. I sick. take that back. <laughs> Sick and tired of hearing what she did this to me. Why do I feel like this? Go to therapy. Seek out professional help. Even if it is just calling a lifeline if you can't afford to go see someone. Just talk to a professional get some help that will help you get through the breakup. It makes such a difference. They give you so many tools. They change your perspective on things. So it's always beneficial. And like if you can and have the means to do so, Go to therapy. It's it's a winning. It is. It's a winning formula. Yeah. And what's our last one? Live by the rule. What's for you won't go past you. This is like key. I genuinely, in my deepest heart of hearts, believe that what is meant for us will find us. If we break up with the person who we're meant to be with, they'll find a way back to us. And. Honestly, I sleep easy at night no, living not. by that rule. It goes for more than breakups. It goes totally. for like your jobs. It goes for different opportunities Everything. in life. Yeah, if it's meant to be, it will find its way to you. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes when, when I think back, like think of breakups, like early breakups when I was really heartbroken yeah. before I really knew how to deal with them and I – had this mentality of I'll never get over this. Like my life will never be the same. My life is doomed without them. When I think back to those times, something better has always come along. Exactly. Always. And if I hadn't gone through those really bad phases and really stressful situations, I honestly would never have met like some really amazing people in my life. I My ex, who I thought I was my end game, who I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with, a couple of years ago she broke up with me. I say out of the blue, I thought that we were going to work on things and she didn't want to, so she yeah. broke up with me. And I literally thought 
it was like the end of like my life. I thought that like, there's no coming back from this. I'll never love again. <laughs> you uh, do think that though, right? You do. But in saying that, 10 days later, I got a message from the producers of Love Island. Wow. And they asked me if I wanted to try out and go through the casting thing. So, what a turn of events. Exactly. So, And then if I was still with her, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be in the situations I'm in. So everything happens for a reason as well. Correct. You know, like it might feel like the end of the world at that moment, but like just remember that one door closes and something else is going to open. Another door opens always. Yeah. All right, guys, I hope those tips helped. I know that Anna's empowering playlist definitely <laughs> helped me through my most recent breakup of a situation ship. We're going to link that on our Where's Your Head At pod page. If you're not listening, give that a listen. Guys, we also are a small podcast, so we would love it if you could give us a five-star rating. It really means the world to us. If you're going through a breakup, we're thinking of you. We know it's really hard, and we're sending you all of our love. Stay strong. Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.